This is the Breadfruit Juice Podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show because we're going to get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's going to be real vibes. Welcome to Breadfruit Juice. My name is Mosi. And my name is Ace. And we are back for another rip-roaring episode. Last week's episode had a pretty good response. Uh, people love the whole superhero thing. So we thought, uh, why not Why not keep the theme going? Uh, this week, we're actually going to be discussing our top five favorite DC movies. Now, to be clear, not, the, not necessarily restricted to the DCEU, the extended universe, but just... Uh, DC in general, and just to kind of keep things simple, we kept it to the live action movies. Uh, DC obviously has tons of animated movies as well. I, I counted they have more than 30 animated movies, so that might be another episode at another time. But today's, or for just in the interest of keeping things simple, today's episode will be uh, our top five live action DC movies. And I know what you're thinking how could you possibly find five? DC movies that you enjoy. Uh, I know that's what I was thinking. But uh, we sifted through and we found some good stuff. uh, And I think that the reasons will be compelling. And I I would be surprised, uh, Mosey, if our lists lined up like they did last time. You know what? I... (laughs) With it might because I think we I think the two of us think pretty similarly when it comes to stuff like this. But I've actually I might surprise you. I found a couple obscure properties based on some um, on some DC titles that some folks listening may not have heard about. But once we jump into uh, the next section, we're going to go ahead and discuss those. I'm totally convinced now that we actually uh, might have some. But uh, let's get started. All right, well, let's jump right in. All right, so this is the pot. And um, like I said before, we're going to be discussing our uh, top five, top five DC movies. And um, so I'm going to start. My number five is Man of Steel. Now, some of you might be disappointed at this list, but hey, it's my list. So why do I like Man of Steel? Um, I love origin stories, which of course this was. And um, even though even though I didn't really like how dark this movie was, you know, Zack Snyder obviously that is his is his trademark. Really dark, muted colors, very serious. I, I really like the direction he took this movie, and I liked being able to see a little bit of. Um, Superman's, or rather the the backstory of his planet Krypton, and I like the way that was imagined. Um, I I really like the the set design, the characters, and 
uh, the music. The music was one of those things that I really, really enjoyed because I love music and I think that the music really made the movie. The only thing that I really didn't like was one, how long it was, and two, how serious it was. Like it was so serious. There was no fun in it. Like um, remember the old, remember the old Superman movies from like the the seventies and the eighties. Yes, with, I, uh, I do recall. Yes, right. So there wasn't. It was none of that fun. You know, it was none of that. I know, I know those movies were a different type of 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 superhero movie. They were super campy, and you know had lots of bright colors, and the message is hopeful. Yeah, this the message in this movie was hopeful as well, but it was like super dark, and I think that's probably the only thing that really detracted from that movie for me. Super dark for Superman. Exactly. I think part of the so sometimes during the movie you found yourself asking why so serious. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, I did not see that film. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I here's the thing. Okay. Number one, I don't really like DC movies. They just haven't been doing it for me. And we can have a big discussion. I guess I'm kind of like spoiling it. No Superman movie in my top five. And the crazy thing is I love Superman as a character, but um, not as a – oh, sorry. I don't love him as a character. I love him as a hero because he is incorruptible, almost all-powerful, and always on the side of good. And that's what's great about him. But in a story – um, I do a little dabble in like writing and things like that. You need to have a character arc where someone, a character goes from where they were to where they are. And what they try to generally do with Superman is like, oh, when he's young, he doesn't know and he learns he's got to be a protector, blah, blah, blah. They always do that every time. And that's fine. But then like later on, he doesn't, he doesn't have things to, to learn. Like his sense of justice and right and wrong is what's powerful about that character and makes him such an impressive hero and the thing i didn't like about the Zack snyder and part of the reason why i didn't watch it is because hearing the reviews and that sort of thing and seeing like that dark emo batman i'm not into that because that's <laughs> not what makes batman cool like batman or uh, superman batman yes you can do that with batman all you want that's fine um but superman no um so i didn't like it my number five we're gonna start off with a little weird one um, it's Constantine, um, and uh, I don't know if you have you seen Constantine. That is unexpected. Yes, I have seen Constantine, and I forgot that. So, so you went to um, and I, I kind of did this too. Spoiler alert! But you went to the Vertigo comics. Vertigo you, comics. Um, yeah. I went to a list of DC properties movie yes. all the movies they had made and looked at them. Okay. Okay. Cool, because Constantine or Hellblazer is is under the Vertigo imprint, correct? I am not a comic book guy. Okay, so you don't know. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, please continue, sir. No, I was just saying that that um, I actually pulled a couple of my um picks from other imprints of of dc including uh vertigo like constantine but i did see constantine i did enjoy i know it's i never read the comic but i i do know that there were several differences between the movie and the comic and the comic book but i really i really did enjoy the movie and for me the biggest thing was i i think that my favorite thing about the movie was was the way keanu reeves characterized that um or portrayed that 
character. I don't know. What do, what do you think? That's pretty much what did it for me. The reason why it's on this list is because Keanu Reeves, despite being kind of characterized as like a wooden board in terms of emotional delivery <laughs> and, and that sort of thing, I feel like he brings something to his roles. And I, I thought he did an excellent job. This film, the, the feeling of the world was real and the Agree. the confrontations were interesting and because he's a man like there's weaknesses to be uh used and um you know that sort of thing and he can grow well, he and felt, he felt more real it felt he felt more like a like an actual person than a character correct and he there's not as much he was made in a different time period um, than Superman, for example. Um, he's not, he doesn't feel like a tights wearing type of guy because he's not that kind of guy. But, anyways, and just in terms of the film of DC IP, this Constantine works for me on that level. Right. Cool. All right. So, my number four was Wonder Woman. And why did I like this movie? In a word, hopeful. Um, Hopeful, and uh, I think again, my I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy. What did I not enjoy about this movie? Okay, so what did, what did I enjoy? Let's start with what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the portrayal of the character. I enjoyed like her innocence. You know, I thought I thought the character of Diana Themyscira was very innocent because obviously she grew up on this island where there are no men. They don't have any contact with the outside world, so they don't know anything about the so-called world of man. Holy crap, so isn't he... that how you grew up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew about the world of man. Okay. <laughs> I knew about the world of man. You know, and uh, I mean, yeah, we I grew up innocently, and I did grow up on an island, yes. It's a metaphor. But, um, the world of man is, is the United States in this I, I, metaphor. Do you understand? And then I, I, at, what, 15, you came to the United States, just like Diana came to the world. Mm. I see why you, so, like, you so don't understand that. You like, but you, so you think that's why I enjoy because Because we're like, our stories run parallel? Yes, because you are Wonder Woman, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I, I, you know what? I saw that's where you were going with that, but I was I was ignoring you. But you put it out there. So um, the beeping. Right, way to go. <laughs> I'll just let, I love her I'll just let all of our all of our customers down. <laughs> How so? Because they're listening, and then the, like something beeps, and they're like, "Oh, is there a problem with my device that I'm listening to this podcast on?" And then they're <laughs> no, they look actually, at it, and they're like, "No, my, um, oh, my cast." You know, I always I always forget to put these away when I'm when we're recording, but let me let me get back to my explanation. So I didn't necessarily like the villain in the movie. And um, so it was all about the character of, of Wonder Woman, the character of Diana, and just how she was portrayed, how she was innocent. She was very idealistic. She had all these ideas for how she was going to save the world and how she was going to save people, which which is fine. And and she's like she's like Superman in that regard, and that's okay. I um obviously like the the actress, although I felt that, and I know many people have said this. She, I don't think, I didn't feel she was like strong enough, like physically. I, I mean, I know she's a model and she was a lot skinnier than that Gal Gadot before she got the role. But in the comics, 
Wonder Woman is always depicted as this, as this tall, very muscular, very strong woman. And I mean, acting chops aside, I don't think Gal Gadot had the physical or the physicality to be the most convincing in that role. Ouch. So you were looking for I mean, a Ronda I'm Rousey. Prove, I'm not. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like Ronda Rousey, if Ronda Rousey had the look like her face. Like not trying to throw shade at Ronda Rousey oh, or boy. anything, but hey, Ronda, if I know where he face, lives. In case you you want to settle up, yeah, like Ronda Rousey is gonna be listening to this podcast. But I'm saying though, Ronda Rousey has like, or or you know who, you know who, Gina Carano. When you release this episode, I want you to hashtag Ronda Rousey just for people to be like DC movies hashtag DC hashtag Ronda Rousey, and I want her to come to this point. And I want her to be filled with furious anger. <laughs> you wanted to wrap me in that arm bar that she wins all her fights with? I do. <laughs> That's awful. Who's your number four? Oh, goodness. Our lists are going to be totally different. My number four is Watchmen. Do you even know what Watchmen is? Have you seen Watchmen? Yeah, I know. I know. That's um. That's an... Um, Alan, written by Alan Moore. Yes, it is. Um, I first read the comic. Actually, I bought I bought the um the trade paperback. Nice. I I own it. I was turn. I forget who turned me on to this, but I read the comic before the film came out. Loved it. It was it's so it was so different than any other comic I had read before. Um, and the movie is very close. Um, there's a couple little changes that I had disagreements with. Um, but like by the end. The hero's like, yeah, the ending. I mean, it's it's similar enough where I guess it's okay, but I thought there's no reason to change it. It's not that weird to just, you know, have it be what it was in the comic. But s- some of the heroes in there, like, oh my gosh, the comedian, Rorschach, um, Dr. Manhattan, like, they're so cool and they're so interesting. And the, they deal, I, I think, in for a superhero movie, they deal with like what it's really would be like for a superhero in such a cool way that it just, it's a favorite of mine and it's so like soul crushing at the end of it. I just it's love it. Depressing yeah. And, and so violent. Like, I mean, I've seen, I've seen Watchmen and part, part of the reason, and you'll actually see, um, you'll see a theme for the most part, four out of five movies on my list. You'll see a theme. But Watchmen was so dark. Like I read, I read the comic before I saw the movie as well. No, I'm lying. I actually saw the movie first, and then I bought the comic after the fact. And obviously, with a comic, you have more time to explore a story and to flesh it out, build it. And I think the comic, the story in the comics was much, is a lot better than the story in the the movies. But being a very visual person, being attracted to a lot to visual media. I like the movie for what it was. I, th- I think it told a great standalone story. And like you said, it did admirably telling the story that was in the book. The writing was well done. The characters were well done. And at the end of the day, I think it was just, it, it, it told the, the narrative. It just, it told a good story that kept me interested and it kept me till the end. Yeah. All right. What's your number three? All right. So, <laughs> all right. So I kind of cheated again. So number three, I put two movies on on number Don't three. I put do Red. It. Don't you do it? What? Red and Red Two. I don't know that I've ever seen Red or Red Two. 
All right. So RED is an acronym for Retired Extremely Dangerous. It stars Bruce Willis as um, as a retired assassin. So his his code name, or he's he's designated as RED, Retired Extremely Dangerous, because of these skills that he has. And I, I, I saw it a very long time ago, but in the first movie, I believe, uh, CIA hit squad was sent to kill him because of his of his skills. But mean he's just trying to live a quiet life, and here here it is: the CIA is coming after him to take him out because you know of of what he can do with weapons and blah 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 blah. So Mary Louise Parker is in it. I think um, John Malkovich is in it. So he plays like one of his assassin buddies. I don't even really remember the story. I just remember it was very fun. There was a lot of guns, a lot of shooting, a lot of fighting, a lot of car chases. It was extremely funny. Just one of those movies. You know, Bruce Willis has this sort of deadpan humor. Yeah. One of those, one of my favorite parts of the movie was him. Part two, um, had the same folks that they had a couple other people. The um the Korean actor that plays Storm Shadow from um, GI Joe, he was in it. He plays uh, an assassin as well, who um is trying to kill the Bruce Willis character. I think his name is Frank Moses or something like that. He's trying to kill him um throughout the movie. So he's coming after him with like um Vulcan Vulcan mini cannons strapped to the back of cars, all kinds of crazy stuff. There's a plane that blows up. There's Helen Mirren playing a, a, an assassin melting bodies with sulfuric acid in a tub. I can't believe I've Freaking. never even heard of this movie before, either of them. You do yourself a favor and find these movies and watch them. They're extremely good. They're both very fun movies. They're funny. There's a lot of action. Um, I love I love Helen Mirren. So she was great. John Malkovich is always a fun time, too. Awesome. My number three is Batman Begins. I think that when the disasters, the box office disasters that uh, that were the the later Batman movies from like the nineties, um, people, some people thought maybe Batman was done for. Um, I think that these movies were very well crafted. I think they did the origin story of Batman really well. To it was one of the first ones that tried to make all of the tools and the equipment and the the mindset of Batman, like, plausible. Why does he have these spiky things on his gauntlets? Oh, because the, he trained with them. They're like, they block swords or something. You know what I mean? Like, super realistic, like, and, and, and give give the tools a practical purpose. Yes. Um, all of it. Um, in the way that they tied the characters in, Rachel Ghoul and all that, um, I thought it was really good. It was such an, an excellent opener um, for the series. And... Uh, I, I really I I am not super pleased with using British actors as quintessential American heroes, uh, but uh, you know uh, what are you going to do? We outsource our labor here, but uh, yeah, excellent. I, I thought I thought um, I thought he did a I thought he did a good job. He did a commendable, respectable job of of um, playing Bruce Wayne. But you know, actually, side note: what is up with people calling or pronouncing? the name Raz Al Ghul. Like, I hate that so much. Where were the other drugs going? <laughs> Harvey didn't. Can we trust him? <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight between um, Bale Batman and Batfleck? Ben Affleck is a terrible Batman. 
<laughs> How do you like oh my gosh. them apples? Waka waka. <laughs> Goodwill hunting reference. I got that. Sick, sick Goodwill hunting reference, bro. So going back to going back to what you referred to as the terrible Batman movies of the mid nineties, um, you're talking about the Schumacher films, right? Correct. All right. Let's not. So guess what my number? Guess what my number I'm two so is? I'm so excited. Your number, <laughs> my number two is is Batman Forever. Batman Forever. That was one with Mr. Freeze, correct? No, that was Batman and Robin. Okay, Batman for so, Batman Forever is then the Riddler with Jim Carrey the Riddler and Tommy Jones Two Face. Awesome. Yep. 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 And um, Val Kilmore's Batman. Nicole Kidman Vicky was. Vale. Um, Chase Meridian, Doctor oh, Chase Meridian, the hotness. Oh so I mean, obviously, you know this is um. And, and why did I not put the original Batman and Batman Returns? Okay, you know why? Because they were too dark. So um, Batman Forever, I guess. I don't know, Michael. Um, what's his name? Tim Burton, I guess, decided not to come back to direct a third film in the series. So directing duties went to Joel Schumacher, who, of course, gave us the the neon-colored fever dream that was Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. So when and, uh, Tim Burton, <laughs> I guess he didn't want to do the third uh, Bat movie, he probably told them that like the day they were supposed to start shooting. And I'm guessing Joel Schumacher was like a coffee delivery guy that just happened to be in the office. And they're like, here, del- uh, we want you to direct this movie. I want you to direct this movie, and so you know what I think. That sounds. That actually sounds like it could be right. But you know what? I mean, they could have done a lot worse. Honestly, they could have done a lot worse, in my opinion. And I think the reason that I like this movie so much is because there's a lot of nostalgia behind it for me. This was the first movie I had seen in an American cinema. This was back when I was maybe 12 years old. I came to this the first time I ever came to the States. Sir, it was a summertime. I need to pause you for huh? a moment because you do anything that you ever watch Batman Forever in cannot be described as a cinema. Why not? Uh, because that's way too hoity toity, bougie, as my <laughs> friends might say. Why? Because listen, listen, Batman Forever theater. is. Is a fine piece of of, of, of cinema, okay? That, I don't. Cinema. You keep using that word. I don't think you know what it means. That, that's what we call. That's what we call it where I'm from. We go to the cinema. We don't know anything about the movie theater. Maybe nowadays, but back when I was growing up, we call it the cinema. Oh, uh, we just call so, it the talkies. The talkies. All right. Where are you coming from? Um, I loved. I loved everything about this movie. I love the bright colors. I love how campy everything was. Uh, I loved uh, Chase Meridian, of course. Uh, the lines were super cheesy, but when you're like 12 years old, anything Batman is cool. I, I, I really can't find anything wrong with this movie besides obviously everything. But it's one of those movies where it's like it's so bad that it starts to to kind of go over into so bad it's good. I understand what you mean. Um, my number two is The Dark Knight. Uh, you may be noticing a, mm. uh, <laughs> a pattern here. Um, yes, I have. And of course, the, the obvious reason for the, the height of this film on the list is uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. You have, you have a crush on Christopher no, Nolan. It's Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, he 
it's the kind of thing I can remember when they talked about this movie and who's going to play the Joker. And they said Heath Ledger, and I'm like, uh, the guy from A Knight's Tale and <laughs> 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> Are you just thinking about that scene where he was singing? I love you, baby. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy to think back. And then when he first came on, you were like, whoa, he is the Joker. He did it. Um, it was such an amazing performance. He did such a good job. Um, and the film itself, I think that's the best representation of the Joker. Like it's just this chaotic force um, destroying things and like shaking everything up and just um, really cool. And it was, it was awesome to watch Batman kind of lose it and not really know what the heck he's doing. Know what to handle, know how to handle yeah, it. Yeah, Harvey Dent, I think he – that. The, the character was fine, the, the guy, actor, I mean, but um, I didn't really like what they did with that. It's it's a problem with a movie when you've only got so much time to develop a character, but it's like, oh, it's Two-Face, and now he's dead. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly... It's, yeah, I think he was he, I think he was really underused in that movie. Yeah. Honestly, he was, he was really, really underused. Um, I think that movie could have used a little bit more of Tommy Jones' Two-Face. Yeah, that's pretty... Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face, yeah. rather. All right, so uh, what's your numero uno? All right, so number one, and this is a bit... This is another kind of obscure property, and yeah, so I'm, I'm bending the rules a little bit because these guys are not... They're not They're not actually superheroes, but it is a DC. It comes under a DC imprint. And um, have you ever heard of a comic called The Losers? Um... I it sounds kind of familiar, but it does make sense to me to be a DC property. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, throwing Ooh. shade. Yeah, throwing shade. So, um, the losers. This is a comic book about a group of mercenaries, and of course, they each character has like a specialty skill set. Like one's a demolitions guy, one's good with weapons, one is a hacker, one is um good with like knives and whoa, whoa, whoa. it stars is the hacker related to the guy with knives like one is good at stabbing the other one's good at like chopping so he's the hacker i saw what you did there but no, <laughs> they're not... i did it and this, this i'm laughing but i did it <laughs> i like that you should keep that this um this movie had a couple big names in it too so we had chris evans he was the hacker Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he was like the leader of the of the group. Idris Elba, I think he was the explosives guy, or was he the sniper? I don't remember. No, no, the, the, there was a, a Spanish dude. I forgot what his name is, but he he was the sniper. Zoe Sal Zoe Saldana was also in this movie, and these guys play they play a group of mercenaries who, in the opening act, they are supposed to assassinate a rogue general or something, and they they kill him and then they rescue a bunch of people from his from the compound who are I, th- I guess they may be prisoners or whatnot so now when these prisoners are escaping in a helicopter someone blows the helicopter up and kills them all and pins the murders on these losers so they're like fugitives they can't come back home to the states because they're going to be imprisoned and or executed immediately because everyone thinks that they killed all these innocent civilians by blowing them up in this helicopter. When did this movie come out? Let me look it up. And 
I'm the reason why I'm asking is there's so many big stars in it, and I've never heard of this film in my entire life. Also, it sounds exactly like the A Team. Is another reason why I'm asking. <laughs> so this movie, this movie came out in 2010. Jeez Louise, what was I doing? I don't know. Oh, I was trying to find work as a teacher. <laughs> 2010. Yeah. So I love this movie again. And my theme is all the movies that I liked, most of them, four or five, are fun movies. Like I like my fun romps. And obviously this goes back to my love of the MCU because those movies are, are, are very, very fun as well. They're colorful. They're bright. So these movies are fun. There's a very, very, a very, very heavy reliance on, on just on comedy. To kind of push the um, to push the plot along, and also features a very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Jason Patrick from Speed Two, a very ham-fisted villain. Oh gosh, yeah. I you know what? I don't know this man at all. Um, I don't know what his life's like. I don't know what he does, where he's from. But I can tell you that I imagine it would be pretty embarrassing to be known as the guy from Speed Two. Well, <laughs> that, that's where I know him from. I mean, I know he was okay. He was in the Lost Boys as well. He played the he played um he played the older brother. That's, that's the like Lost the kid. Boys. Oh yeah, didn't didn't we we went to school together at that boys' school? And you played Tinkerbell in uh, the Peter Pan play we did, right? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 kind of what it was like. So, but he he is that guy. He played his um I forgot what the heck his name was. But he was um he was actually I think the their 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 boss, like these mercenaries. Whoa, he whoa, was the guy. Bro, hired. you like spoilers all over the place here. Sorry. I didn't think you were gonna watch it. It it's not for me. Look, I can take the slings and arrows and you <laughs> you know, destroying my movie enjoyment. I care about our listeners. That's where my priorities <laughs> lie. Listen, I'm saving y'all an hour and thirty seven minutes. <laughs> Weren't you also the one that said studies have shown that spoilers make people even more interested in things because they're going to want to watch all the beats? Bro, that may be true, but that doesn't mean that I foist spoilers upon people. I just share that information, and then I'm like, do you want to hear about what's going to happen, or are you going to watch the movie? Because... All right, so everyone, just forget everything I just said. See, it's also your number one, so why would you want to ruin it for everybody? No one's going to watch it. <laughs> Listen, if they want to watch the movie, they can just go in forgetting everything I just uh, said. No problem. So. Gosh. All right. Now I'm not going to ruin this for anyone, but my number one before I do my number one, I just want to say my honorable mentions were actually um Batman Returns, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin because uh, I loved those films as well. I didn't want to put them as like good movies because I don't necessarily think that they're good. Um, but they're very enjoyable, um, and I love the campy stuff, like the, the Batman suit with nipples, and um, <laughs> like, oh my goodness! Um, and, and molded, molded back yeah. butts. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mister Freeze is one of the greatest villains in like movie history. Seminal performance. Every single line he has, "Ice to meet you." 
Winter is coming last. Let's kick, let's kick some ice. <laughs> like, they're beautiful, every single one of them. Um, so I wanted to give them all as honorable mentions. But my number one favorite DC property movie um, is the 1980s Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Um, okay. He, to me, was such a great Batman. I didn't know him from other things. Um I, th- I think that when they did this movie, like they were unsure if he was like suited for it. I think the Batman was like the Alfred was excellent in it. Nothing against Michael Caine. Um, the Alfred was great. They didn't have to show you where he came from. They were just like, bam, here's Batman. And he fit into it so well. I think he was a great Bruce Wayne. He was like a wealthy guy without being like, oh, I'm stupid and a playboy. Whoa he was just like a rich guy who kind of knew what he was doing business wise. And then at night he did Batman things. Jack Nicholson was a great as the Joker. Like he's scary Joker. Like the other Joker, I'm not afraid of him. Cause he's just kind of like, you're just nervous to be around him. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. But Jack Nicholson as the Joker was like creepy and I did not like him. And that was what made him such a cool villain. Um, that, those images from that movie, like the the big parade they had with the gas coming out um, from the balloons and everything. And then uh, the end, I'm not going to spoil it, although it's, I mean, it's from the 1980s, oh. but um, the end with the, 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 the laugh, just like such a creepy thing, like an excellent camera shot and everything. Just, just an excellent film. I, th- I think and the theme, like the music, like Danny Elfman's theme, everything from that movie was just great. It was such an excellent movie and um, rewatchable all the time. Okay. All right. That's, I mean, that's a fair assessment. I remember seeing that movie when I was pretty young. I think I may have been six or seven when I first saw that movie. And they let six or seven at the time, into the cinema. It wasn't in the cinema. It was at home. <laughs> Your home cinema, and yes, they let they let six and seven year olds in. Listen, I went to see the Predator last week, and this couple came in with a baby and and a, a, a like a six year old child. So yeah, I mean, I have to, I hope you kept them up care. all night long screaming about the Predator. <laughs> I also too. The baby actually fell asleep. And it just made me remember back to um our episode with the first R-rated movies. I'm pretty sure the this and this is so funny because it came full circle. Predator is that little girl's first R-rated movie. I'm Excellent. Sure. No, no. But with, with parents like that, they would bring a baby to a theater. I'm sure it's not. No, you know what? I'm just thinking back on that, and you're probably right. She's probably seen um she's probably seen other movies. But speaking of of terrible parenting or questionable parenting. It's time for Shame Bench. Shame Bench. It's excellent to think that uh, terrible parenting could put some of these superheroes uh, onto Shame Bench. So for today, instead of doing bad DC movies that deserve to be on Shame Bench, which you know I don't think there's enough room on Shame Bench, to be honest with you, <laughs> I was going to cover um, bad DC superheroes and I actually found look to, to find a couple lists but the ones that they were putting I, I'm sure you know this there's a, a million different superheroes and like this, some that they've created are just bad like it's it's ob- objectively bad you wouldn't just be like well I, I could see where he'd be useful like they're just stupid like there's this one guy I saw that like can pull his arms off that's, that's not a superpower 
You just have who like is? Tinker Toys for arms. Um, who who who's this? I don't remember. I just saw him briefly and then continued on with my life. Um, but <laughs> the the three that I picked for you to choose from are actually considered by some people like to be really good, like some of the top Sue DC superheroes that I think are actually terrible. Um, if you really look at what they do or, or, or like the niche they fill. Now, I'm not saying that this isn't like in um, like we're just looking at them. We're looking at them in the context of the DC universe. And you could argue, yes, with Superman, you really don't need anyone else. But I'm just saying like on a team of superheroes, if you had a bunch of people show up, these are the people that you could probably say, you know what? I, I think we're good. You just have a seat over there and we'll take care of this emergency. This is, this is worse than the B yes. team. Um, well, these, this is superheroes who are quote unquote, on the quote unquote the A team who I think deserve to be, um, you know, like at Comic Con, like as actual superheroes. And people are like, no, nah, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather go see the guy that, you know, <laughs> plays a superhero in real life than this actual superhero. All right. So in no particular order, so as to not uh, bias you, um, the first one I'd like to discuss is Cyborg. Um, I don't know how much you know about Cyborg. He was a, a guy that was in a terrible accident, and they replaced a bunch of his body parts with robo stuff. So he's got, like, robo strength, robo speed, robo weapons, and he can, like, interface with computers and hack stuff because... So, question yes. for you. The version, the version that you are referring to, has he been outfitted with just regular Cyborg stuff, or has he been outfitted with um, technology from... Apocalypse, Dark Side's home. Okay, planet. I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, <laughs> okay, I guess the concept of the person. So, if right, if you enough. think about it, like it's just such a useless thing. Like unless he's completely waterproof, which I've seen him, you can see all of his metal parts or whatever. Like he can't get wet, or he's gonna shut down. Let me tell you, technology out in the like the field, the real world is, is hard enough to make it work at best. If you're fighting monsters and robots and aliens and whatever, like he's going to stop working. He's like, Oh guys, my left leg is no longer functioning. Does anyone have WD-40? You can blow out my joints. Um, and like, he's a hacker. Like he's, he's a computer program. Like you could just literally, we have a zip drive that does what you do cyborg. So we don't, please don't come this time. Um, also, also you can't, you can't hide anywhere. Like, I think I've seen him. I did like, I need to say this. I probably should have said this at the beginning. I have not seen almost any of the new DC movies. I didn't see the, uh, super friends or what is it called? Justice, <laughs> Justice League. League. I haven't seen that. No, I kind of want to see a super friends, but, but I've seen like, he wore like, like a hooded sweatshirt. It's like, man, we can all see the, <laughs> yeah. the red light. Yeah, you can see like you can see like his heart going through going through the yeah. fabric. You there. can't you can't go out in normal <laughs> life if you're with the other heroes. You're not useful. Just he's so freaking angsty yeah. too. Like he's he's so angry. He's, like, he's more machine than person. Like at this point, you could have just let him die and just made a cool robot, I guess. But you know what? Here's what here's what I'm gonna add about Cyborg in uh -huh. Justice League. So the, the, nah, this is this is non-spoilery. So most of his body was was CG. Uh -huh. So my so my point is why 
what, if you're going to replace most of the actor's body with CG, like, why have him work out? Like, I saw behind the scenes, <laughs> like, footage of him, like, working out, pulling giant tractor tires and doing, like, I'm like, why work out? Like, most of you is not even going to be on screen. Like, I get it for, like, Batman and, you know, Ben Affleck and whatnot. He was actually, actually worked out and he got super jacked. But you saw his body on screen. This other guy, you only saw like his arm and his yeah, face. Yeah, I hear sometimes like, when people have to work when people have super would get in superheroes, they're like huge jacked men. Huge jack men. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was hoping that's not what you were doing. Sorry. But... Okay. Uh, number number two. <laughs> number two is Green Arrow, otherwise known as Hawkeye from the DC Universe. Um, How dare you? How Hawkeye dare you? is like Robin Hood, but only in that he wears green and has a bow, I guess. Um, I don't know that he robs oh, from green, people. Green like What's Robin. that? Green arrows? Yeah, like that's Robin what I'm saying. Is that what you mean? Sorry, okay. did I say Hawkeye? Because they're both interchangeable and my head okay. is completely useless. Much like I say oh. garbage and trash interchangeably. Um <laughs> Ooh, oh man. Imagine shape. imagine you show up, there's some alien invasion, some giant super whatever that's holding everything hostage, and a guy's like maybe like you're Aquaman, you're like the lord of uh underwater, you know, you you rule like a kingdom of of fish people and whatever, and you show up and you're like, Who are you? And it's like, Oh, I'm Superman, I'm from a different planet, and I can, you know, lasers from my eyes and freeze breath and I can fly super strong, can't be killed. It's like, Okay, glad to see you. It's like, who are you? Oh, I'm Batman. I'm uh, I got lots of money and I got technology to give me all those things. I'm also super smart, world's greatest detective. Oh, okay, who are you? I'm Green Arrow. I've got a bow and arrow, so uh, yeah, I'm also here. Listen, man, <laughs> when you put it like that, of course it's gonna sound like it's is gonna you gonna make, yeah, of course he's gonna sound like garbage when you but put that's it. That's what that I'm way. saying. Like in the DC universe, he doesn't make any sense. He would just be like, you know what? I think these guys got it. I'm just going to go home and become a manager at Denny's or something. Well, I mean, it could be argued that Hawkeye makes no sense in the Marvel universe. I agree 100%, but I like Jeremy Renner, and I haven't seen anyone play Green Arrow yet, so whatever. Anyway, he is one of your possibilities. Yeah, yeah, you have. Stephen Amell. Yeah, I'm super onto it. Okay. Actually, I I don't like that show, so yeah, All right, and the last (laughs) one for your uh, selecting pleasure is Supergirl. I have no problem. All right, now hold up, hold up. I like, <laughs> I like those current characterization. Listen to me. Listen by, to me first. By Just... Melissa Benoist on the on the uh, on the W on the CW. So tread oh, carefully. Listen, this just speaks to what I already said at the beginning of this. This is in terms of the DC universe, in terms of the established canon, and in terms okay. of the superheroes that are already there doing things. It seems like a human being who was writing this thing said, you know what? We don't have a Superman with long hair, do we? No, Bill, we don't. Let's write one in. Like, the, okay. it diminishes her in the sense that, like, she she's a Kryptonian, right? So she's just like Superman, but she's a girl. Like, you know what I mean? It's It's like, why are you doing this to me? But, but, bud, but, bud, she's hot. 
and that maybe is fine. You know what? If you want to get rid, if we have to be like, all right, we got to get rid of the, one of these Kryptonians, we just got to stop writing about them. If you want to use Supergirl for that, I'm okay with that. I have no problem if she's the only okay. one. But you have two of them. They don't hang out all the time. And the thing is, Superman can do everything. First of all, he came first, so we'll give him that. He he can do literally anything. And in a world like so, that's what's wrong with the DC universe to begin with. In in, in her defense, in her defense, him getting here first was oh my an gosh! Accident. I don't so want to even go into that. It's so ridiculous. But anyways, <laughs> it's called the Phantom oh, Zone. Okay. God. All right. So those are your people. We've got Cyborg, who's just literally a walking um, thirty-day repair incident waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> we got a war. We that. have Green Arrow, who is. Like, I loved archery in high school as well, but I don't do that now. And bow hunting is cool to some people, but um, not when you're trying to save the world. And then we got Supergirl, who is super at being a girl. And she also is a Kryptonian. So, okay. Choose wisely. Hmm. All right. So, right around now would be would be the part where you'd have, you know, the, like the tense music. Playing in the background. <laughs> okay. I like that. Um, so, so, so from a strictly practical standpoint, and you raise, you raise a lot of good points about cyborg being impractical because all of his parts are exposed. Um, and you're right. I don't think I've ever seen him go for a swim. So water would probably be an issue for him. Um, <clears throat> Green Arrow you know, I've seen I've seen the characterization on the TV show on the CW, and he he's not. I don't understand how he moves so quickly and how he's so correct. He's always so accurate, even when he's moving fast. And and Supergirl, you know, you make you raise some good points with her as well. She is kind of redundant because her cousin Clark can do everything that she can do. He can probably do it better than her. I feel though like she has slightly different powers from him, or maybe some powers that and abilities that he. Well, she has have. the ability to, you know, grow but, a ch- child in her womb. Well, yeah, I mean that gives her no, that I gives her a one that. up on him. I would argue. I, I suppose, or two up as <laughs> twins, but. Um, <laughs> let's see. This is actually a tough one because I like I like those three characters, but I don't like them all equally. And I, I'm, I'm actually going to go off of characterizations of these, of these people that I've seen in other media. So, like Supergirl, I really like how she's played by Melissa Benoist on the CW. For Green Arrow, I really like his animated version on the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. And Cyborg, I never really liked him. He was kind of annoying from the um, from Teen Titans Go. I never really liked him in Teen Titans, the original one either. So I think. I think my decision is made for this week's episode. Cyborg, you are going on shame bench. All right. Excellent. I'm glad. Let me just say, I'm excited that I finally made it a question where like you had to really think about it as opposed to being an obvious number one. You did good. You did good. You did good. Yeah. You really made me think about, about that one. I mean, at the end of the day, he was the one I liked least. Yeah. So, much like a parent deciding who to spend the last amount of Christmas money on. You know, if it was my parents, they'd probably just spend it on themselves. <laughs> oh, Mosey. <laughs> well, folks, we're out of time here. We want to say uh, thank you for listening in. It was a pleasure to uh, spend uh, some time with you. 
Yeah. So guys, um, obviously we love your feedback. You know, please hit us up on, um, on where are we again? I keep forgetting. Hit us up on, uh, on the tweet um, spot. Juno. You can send us a Juno email. Um, <laughs> we people say use Juno. Uh, just go to your Earthly Netscape browser. Uh, log in. To, well, you can hit us at breadfruitjuice at aol.com. <laughs> I'm going to bring it way back. Open your Opera browsers and hit us. <laughs> or you can send us a physical letter uh, through the post. P.O. Box 1595. That's not a real Oh, address. don't send anything there. Where can they really get us? <laughs> Oh my God. So guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in for this week's episode. We will see you again next week. I hope you have a wonderful week. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for listening in. And remember, you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. Until next time.